I'm Jeffrey Wright, and you're listening to Mission Daily. Selected as best of 2018 by Apple, Mission Daily is the number one podcast for accelerated learning. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Sleep Week. I'm Chad Grills. I'm joined by Stephanie Postles. Steph, good morning. Good morning. This is an important week. Yes, it is. All about sleep. Why does sleep matter? Well, leading researchers have found that a lack of sleep is a contributing factor and might actually be the cause of cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's, autoimmune conditions, and just about any type of negative medical or a lot of people think that these are genetic outcomes right now. They're not. They're basically just diseases that are a manifestation of a lack of sleep. Yep. I mean, to me, it's pretty clear too. Every time you get sick, you always look at why Yeah. you didn't have good sleep. I mean, that, that's me anyways. Oh, same here. Yeah. The, the only times that I've uh, got sick were during seasons where I just wasn't getting any sleep. And so right off the bat, the second you bring up sleep or a lack of it or anything like that, it's challenging psychologically. So this is the first thing we're going to talk about in today's episode, which is the biggest battle that you will ever fight to get more sleep and figure out your unique uh, chronotype, your unique situation, figure out your biology and genetics and everything. Those are huge challenges. And the ultimate impediment to getting started on those challenges and exploring what type of sleep and how much you need is your personal psychology and all of your experiences, your how your family viewed sleep, how your coworkers viewed sleep, how your spouse views sleep. What do they think about uh, laziness? Because so many people think that if you're laying down or if you're sleeping too long, that you're lazy. That is a major, major problem of a stereotype that is just like rampant in the US especially. I think that there are a lot of people that think if you get enough sleep or if you talk about enough sleep, they're literally waiting to start making accusations that you're lazy. And if it's in an office environment, I think that there are plenty of office environments where it's the same thing, where people are just waiting to single someone out who they can convince others that that person is the root of all their problems and then convince others that that person's sleeping too much or being lazy is the problems for everything, like the root cause of everything that's going wrong in the business. And if that sounds far-fetched, I don't think it is. I think it's actually understating how crazy people are about Basically, people hate others who are taking care of themselves and loving themselves. I think that's the root of what we're getting down to. Got it. So you're saying the biggest impediment is just how people feel about sleep. And that definitely rings a bell because every time I think about saying, oh, I got, you know, a great eight hours of sleep or when someone talks about taking a nap or something Mm -hmm. and you always hear that person piping in saying, oh, I only need four hours of sleep. I feel better with four hours of sleep. And, you know, if you do any more, it's wasting your life. And I'm like, hmm. It's literally not true. And like the research shows that it is not true. And there are a couple researchers, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker is one of them who basically says that the idea that there is a type of person or basically, yeah, that there's a type of person who needs only a couple hours a night. It's a complete myth. There might be people who can function on five or six hours a night for a long period of time, but those individuals are typically not getting enough sleep. They're massively sleep deprived and it's impacting all different areas of their lives in a really, really negative way. And ultimately, it's setting them up for a cliff with, yeah, some of these major diseases that we talked about. Like you're going to get them if you 
don't get the appropriate REM stages of sleep and between seven to nine hours a night. Yep. And I mean, I think functioning is very different than thriving. And oh, yeah. you, you can still function on a small amount of sleep, but you don't know what's happening in your body behind the scenes, you know, what's developing because of that lack of sleep. Yeah. It's so, worse than being drunk all the time. It's it's actually, you know, if you're drunk, you're going to be a safer driver in some cases than if you are suffering from a lack of sleep. I so, think I remember reading a study um, about that, about you should never was, drunk drive. Yes. <laughs> drive drunk. Yeah. You should never drive without getting enough sleep. Yeah. But I think I did read a study about new parents, how they were more dangerous drivers because of lack of sleep than driving drunk. I'm Completely believe that. it. Yeah. So did how did Matthew Walker identify that it's your surroundings, it's your environment, your people that is kind of guiding how you feel about sleep and the amount of hours you're getting and whether you're getting what you need or not? How did he come down to that theory? So he he doesn't really have this theory. This is my pet theory. Maybe he brings it up in the book, but I think that this is the lead domino that if you can figure this out for yourself, you'll have no trouble getting the type of sleep you need. So this is my pet theory that I challenge everybody to examine their life and think about all of their closest relationships and think about how, when you bring up sleep in conversations with those people, how do they view it? And then the challenge today is literally test having conversations with these people who say they care about you and maybe maybe they really do in, in your life, but test out just floating the idea by them that, man, I think I'm sleep deprived. I'm going to start getting more sleep. I'm going to start getting nine hours of sleep a night so I can catch up on the fact that I haven't been sleeping like for the last six months. And there's a lot of talking about this with words is tricky because people hear that and they're like, oh, well, you can never catch up. I, I, I read that or I heard that. And don't worry too much about the details. You can catch up on sleep if you really take a uh, proactive approach to do so, but it's going to require a lot, a lot of time, way more time than most people are willing to invest. So the challenge is bring up in conversation whenever it makes sense, whenever it's contextually the right time, start floating the idea by others that you need more sleep and see what happens. Because I, it's not even something that, uh, it's not even a theory. I've just experienced it so much. I know it's true, but the extent to how true it is is something that each individual is going to have to test out in, the, in their own life. But it's my assertion that changing those relationships and the people who are listening need to literally fight back against the drumbeat of others who basically they're engaged in a cult of slow suicide. There are a lot of people that are like this in America and in the Western world where they only associate with other people who are destroying themselves or letting themselves go in the same way and with the same substances that they are basically. And they will form these small groups where uh, it's based on a lack of sleep, alcohol, sugar, and then just everything sucks. Everybody has the same diseases and that's what they do. And if you try to push back against this crazy self-destructive behavior and insert the idea that you love yourself and because you love yourself, you're going to get enough sleep. Not only are you going to become a target, these people are going to hate you. And I've tested this in small ways and found it to be true in my own life. And I just challenge everybody else to do the same. It's terrifying when you really start to encounter how many people out there, when they say that they're trying to find friends, they're really just trying to find people who are letting themselves go in the same way that they are so they can feel confident and uh, put up this veneer that they have friends. But in reality, they just have people who are hurting themselves in the same way. All right. That's a big bummer. But um, I mean, to make this a little bit more cynical, what's the point? 
and bringing it up to people because to me- I don't think it's cynical. I think it's actually, I think it's accurate. And I think that it's the most positive thing you could tell someone. Because if I look back at my previous relationships and friendships, many of the ones that I cut out, that's what they were based on. And trying to apply sentimentality to them or or anything like that is really foolish. I can't even imagine why I would try to do that. The honest answer is that's what they were based on. That's why I let those relationships go. We had a couple people write in who were facing a similar challenge, which was basically like, how do I know when it's time to like part ways? How do I know when it's time to let these relationships go with people who have you know claimed to be friends for for years? It's not easy. There's never going to be a right way to do it, but you are free. You are allowed to part company with people who are just addicted to the same type of problems. And they've been addicted to the same type of problems sometimes for years. And that's all they want to do. That's all they want to practice is having more and more problems in their life. And any person that makes a movement towards trying to heal themselves, whether it's sleep, a better diet, exercise, they're going to get pushback against. It's, I mean, it's just like one of our producers on our team, uh, Ben Wilson, was talking about how he and his wife were starting this new healthier diet. They were trying to eat healthier, eat more plants, eat less meat, something along those lines. And when they tried to bring it up with friends, they get this response where you don't need to be on a diet. That's the type of feedback that most people get when they try to start loving themselves in a peer group that is not comfortable with the idea of loving yourself. They might pay lip service to it, but they're going to be super uncomfortable about putting it into practice and having people around them really start to love themselves and take care of themselves. And there are a whole bunch of reasons psychologically why people do this, but I just think I just don't want to mince words any longer because people are hurting out there and you're not going to get better if you surround yourself with people who are sick. Yep. I think step one, though, is look at how you view the things first and become confident with what you want to do, how you want to move forward with changing that in your life and make sure that you have the confidence level to when you start talking about it to other people, it doesn't make you backtrack and it doesn't make you think like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe they're right. Like you need to make sure that, you know, this is what's best for me and no one's going to be able to convince me out of it right now because I've done enough research. I've you know looked at how I feel, how I'm thinking, how my days are going, and I know this is what's best for me. So first, making sure that you're confident with your decision to when you do start talking to your peer groups, no one can convince you out of it. And that's kind of why I said, what's the point in the beginning of, you know, because you're not going to ever convince people around you. They have to convince themselves. That's such good good advice. Yeah. Yeah, So just kind of like I always think fix myself first, worry about myself first. And before saying my ideas, before telling people like what I'm trying or doing, making sure that I feel fully confident that I'm going to do this no matter what and no one can convince me out of it. And then if someone wants to come along with me, great. Or, you know, if you do start seeing someone trying to push back against it, yeah, you just have that confidence where it's like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing. And now I'm starting to realize who you are. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was my what's the point kind of thought. I think that's awesome. And I would add on that you should, if you are thinking about bringing this up, you could do it today. Or there's the famous story about Gandhi where a woman and her child came up to him and said, hey, Gandhi, I'm trying to get my child to stop eating sugar. What should I do? And Gandhi said, let me think about it. And he came back to them two weeks later and said, okay, I got it. Stop eating sugar. And she's like, what? You could have told us this two weeks ago and we'd be two weeks ahead. He said, I had to stop eating sugar first. Now I can tell him that. And that's a really good lesson and reminder that go a week with getting nine to 10 hours and catch up. Because I mean, most of us, if I look at myself this last year, I did a horrible job. Well, we also had a baby. Horrible. And yeah, (laughs) growing growing the business and stuff like that. 
but it's it's not an excuse. It's it's not something that I'm uh, it's not something I'm proud of. I think it's there's always something you can do. Like we could have gone to bed, you know, at seven o'clock when he was going to bed. I could have done a way better job. Yeah. And it's important to forgive yourself, but it's important to not let yourself off the hook. And I don't want to let myself off the hook with with that behavior because it's just not responsible over the long term. And so the challenge for everyone, I think, is, you know, you can bring it up or you can try it for a week and then go to people and say, I've been trying this and here are the results. Here's how I feel. And if they do push back, if they are really negative at that point, great. They're basically calling you a liar to your face. They're, you know, you have a weak history of taking a big bet and making a big bet on yourself. And if they're going to be negative towards that, there you go. There's the the big impediment that is uh, either they either want you to improve or they don't. And I think that getting that measure and testing the waters to see where other people are at around you is important. I think you have to do that. Yep. Um, I also like asking people, where's your research from? Like, yeah. You know, where is your thought process coming from? Is it just, you know, the data point of you or right. have you actually looked into this? Because yeah. if you look into the data and all the research that's coming out now, it's very apparent that sleep is super important. So I always kind of like dropping that in there of like, oh, okay, like, you know, what, what backs what you're thinking? Yeah. And not everything has research studies behind it. And sometimes it is just, oh, this makes me feel better. But a lot of times people just say things because they've heard it said right. before. And a lot of these people too are, they're saying these things through the lens of someone who is so sleep deprived that they're basically walking around drunk all the time. And that's the equivalent of what it's like in terms of their reasoning powers and logical faculties and stuff. So expecting that you're going to get a concrete argument or anything back is uh, just absurd because how could someone that's that sleep deprived present a, a good idea about what to do? So, so yeah, look at how you're thinking about sleep first, examine you know who's in your life. How can you become confident with making sure that you get yeah. the sleep that you need? Test and out then, talking about it. Yep. Yeah. And then talk or, about it. Or just uh, test it out. Yeah. For a week. Like we're saying, either way, I think it's a powerful way to improve your life this week and really take all the research around sleep and start to put it to work for you. Because if you're able to get into the right REM sleep, your brain's going to be able to clean out the beta amyloid plaques that cause Alzheimer's. And if you're able to do that and prevent future problems because you're preventing, you know, two years, three years, a decade of your life that you're going to have to spend sick later on. Care about yourself and your family enough to increase your health span. It doesn't have to be a slow decline. You can go out in a blaze of glory. You can go out with all of your faculties about you. You don't have to get Alzheimer's. You don't have to get cancer. You can be the one that escapes these things, but you're not going to escape them until you love yourself enough to get the sleep you need. We should so, end with that I'm sorry, interstellar I'm not, song. I'm not frustrated, but I just you want everyone to love themselves <laughs> and, and get more sleep because all of the people who are suffering, all of the hurt, you know, I, I think about my grandfather who had Alzheimer's and who, who died from that. It doesn't have to be that way, guys and gals. Like, take it upon yourself to start healing yourself and your family today. On that note, sweet dreams, everyone. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Sweet dreams. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, they're a customer times five, Twilio, and Katera who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. 
Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.